Welcome to this episode of the Complete Men Podcast. This podcast aims to help, support and inspire men of all ages to reach their full potential and be fully present in their lives, be better men and serve our families and community. Hello again, it's your host Paul Tonner and this week I want to do something a bit different than what we normally do. I want to uh, talk about what a typical night is like at a Complete Men's Group and also talk about the uh, protocols and the tremendous importance with the protocols in the group. And I've spoken about it in some of the sessions, but today I just want to go into some more depth. And I think this will be of great benefit to some men who, you know, are unsure about attending a men's group and they're a bit wary. They, they've, they want to, but they just can't take that final step to... Um, come and attend a group and that's one of the hardest things is for a man on his first night is to walk through that front door and have the courage to do so. So yeah, I'm just going to provide more depth into, you know, the important protocols, the men who attend the group, um, what they follow each session. And you know, this will be really helpful for many men. And you know, there's some men who come to the group for the first time and you know, they're unable to get out of their car. They sit there and this can go on for a few weeks and some men just drive around the block. They just can't quite get the courage to do it. But Once they get through that front door, they uh, certainly feel inspired and know that they're in a very comfortable environment. So men's groups have been growing in Western society in recent years and the Complete Men's Foundation began operating in 2015 by a community of men who live here at the Gold Coast, Australia and northern New South Wales. And its mission is to help support and inspire men of all ages to reach their full potential in life. Now, the programs that are delivered through our group meetings, online meetings, is delivered under supervision by qualified facilitators. Now, men are assisted with becoming more grounded and connected with themselves and others. Men become more confident and develop positive energy and are more authentic and feel more valued. And it's a safe environment for men to remove, their, remove the masks that they wear to meet the expectations of others. Now, men who have participated in the Complete Men's Program report back on a better quality and direction in their life and have an improved, improved relationship with their families, friends, the community and with themselves. And men learn the tools they need to overcome their tendency to isolate themselves and not seek the help they need. Some men may feel that they don't want to be a burden to their partner or friends with their problems or feel too embarrassed to talk about their problems. Now, complete men's groups provide a safe environment for men to share their experiences and difficulties and be free from judgment by others. Now, I've witnessed many men who attend the group benefit from listening to others who have been in a similar situation to themselves and benefit from listening to how they have handled it. And it's a safe and uninterrupted place for men to deeply share 
Now, when men feel safe, they open up. And it can be a challenge for some men at first to open up in a group environment. However, men can go at their own pace and communicate what they are experiencing, how they are feeling, just by sitting and listening to another man talk about what is going on in his life. It is helping the man heal and grow. And it's also a great way to connect with other men and share great company and develop friendships. Now, men find a deep connection with their many positive qualities and go on and share it with their friends, family and community. Now, the men from Complete Men attend for a variety of reasons. And this also, you know, relates to men who join other men's groups. And the reasons why they do join is mainly relationship issues. And so they might be going through separation, going through a divorce. They might have some anxiety and depression. Now, in a recent meeting, many men mentioned that they've received more benefit from attending the group sessions than attending other psychological assistance. And they may have um, like a mood or or personality disorder, have loneliness and isolation, grief, loss and bereavement, maybe suicidal thoughts and retirement, career changes, unemployment, financial worries, anger management, just having strong emotions and becoming aware of that. And or they might simply be going through a midlife crisis. Now, by attending on a regular basis, it helps me in being connected and not having the tendency to isolate myself from others. And it helps deal with my anxiety and builds confidence in me. And it helps men practice new ways to resolve conflict through truth-telling and forgiveness and feel good about having the courage to take it on. By bringing awareness and intentions to feelings and the patterns of reaction, it begins the process of change, becoming less numb. Now, I've told this in some of the meetings I've attended. I don't think I really knew what a feeling was before I attended men's groups. They were just words. I was not in touch with my inner self. Men begin to make better choices when they choose to respond and not react to situations. As I was talking about in in the last uh, podcast I did on anger, they let go of the shame they may have been feeling and know that they are not perfect, that they don't have all the answers and they can speak freely from their own experience. Men go on to develop and become better fathers, lovers, partners, males and contributors to their communities. Now, I've mentioned to the group at times how much I wish I'd attended a men's group when I was much younger in my 20s. I don't even know if they were around then, to be honest. Um, But I just have great admiration for the young men who make the commitment to attend the group on a regular basis, and I'm greatly inspired by witnessing their growth. I really appreciate the openness of other men to educate me. I begin to feel better about the current situation that may be troubling me and I go away feeling more helpful and learn to be assertive with my anger. So some of you listening might be curious about what happens in the men's group. So what I'll do now is talk about how a session at Complete Men is run and this will especially, as I mentioned, be of benefit to any man who is interested in attending and help them feel more at ease in doing so. So... The basic structure of the session starts off with a a meet and greet and then the men all sit in a circle 
in a chair and sit sit in a circle. And first of all, a facilitator for the night will uh, ask the other men why we sit in a circle. Now, the reason why I think men sit in a circle is, to me, it represents a strong shape. And we can see each other's eyes. It creates a feeling of belonging, a feeling of connection and a sense of equality. Each man is equal in a spirit of cooperation and collaboration. Now, the circle is a reminder of long ago where the men of the village or tribe would sit around fires and share and support each other, as well as their communities. We also introduce any new men to the group and make them feel welcome. What happens then is that we then discuss why come to a men's group. And to me, it is making myself accountable for my own personal development and strive to become a better man. It is also the connection with the other men, the positive energy I leave with at the end of each session and how I am inspired by other men. It also provides the opportunity to talk about my fears, hopes and challenges in a safe, non-threatening environment. Men also talk about the wisdom they gain from the experience of other men in the group. Some men simply just want some comfort from the current conflict that's going on in their life. Some men look for tools and techniques to overcome obstacles. Some men just need to vent and explore their inner feelings and emotions. Now this may be followed up by one of the facilitators reading a powerful poem or story with a powerful message. Now, a few weeks ago, we had a short breathwork session. Now, sometimes it may be a short five to ten minute meditation session. And then we review and review and read the group protocols. Now, these protocols are essential in that they protect each man's confidentiality and ensure that no one is judged in any way or provided feedback or advice. So the first protocol is number one. I will only speak for myself. So I will own what I speak by using I language. Now, this is vitally important and has taken a while for me to develop as for many years I was a generaliser. That is, I assumed everybody thought and felt like me and change for me was more of a challenge. By using I language, I am responsible for my thoughts, actions and words I can express my thoughts and feelings in an an assertive and non-aggressive way. Now, the thoughts and feelings I am having at that time may not be the thoughts and feelings of other men in the group. It also shows great respect by using eye language. People tend to feel less defensive and are more willing to listen. Now, when practiced outside the group, eye statements... So, eye statements are helpful in diffusing conflicts and asserting oneself in a polite way. So it means instead of starting sentences with you should or you need to or you know when this happens or you have to or when we do this or or them or we, it means starting sentences with I need or I want, I think, I will, I feel or I felt. And the second protocol is confidentiality. So that is, I can only speak or write my experiences outside of this group by using I language and not using the names, descriptions or stories of other men. 
Now, what is seen, said, done, and shared stays in the group. No man's name or description is told to anyone else outside of the group. Men can talk about their own personal experience of the program to others. All men are treated with great respect at all times, and men can talk about their own experiences in the group, however, not about the experiences of other men. The third protocol is safety and respect. So that is, I come here with good intentions, to be a better man and to support others in becoming better men. I'm responsible for creating safety and respect for myself, the other men and the meeting space. Now, participants in the group are expected to act respectfully in regards to themselves, the other men, and the environment in which the group is held. So this includes using respectful language and behaviour. And there are no put-downs or others or, of others or cross-talking of any form. All ages and sexual preferences are fully accepted. The fourth protocol is to do with the talking stick. Now, all I want you to do when I pick up the talking stick is to listen. That's what we read every week when we, when we read the protocol in regards to the talking stick. Now, what the talking stick is, it is a tool and technique used to build communication, listening, safety and empathy. Now, when a man is speaking or wishes to speak, he has the stick in his hand and from that point on, until he passes the stick on to the next man in the circle or places it on the ground, he's fully respected and not interrupted. Even if a man remains in silence or speaks about something one may disagree with, all he is asking is for one to listen. Men simply raise their hand if they've had a similar experience. And as I've said in other episodes, I find this very powerful. Men's groups have been adapting this stick ritual from Native Americans for many years. It helps men focus their attention on the speaker and it reminds men to have the courage to tell the truth and talk about something that they don't feel comfortable talking about and be open. The fifth protocol is feedback and advice. So that is, I will not give any feedback or advice to another man unless he requests it or permission is sought and granted. If a man requests advice, he's provided the opportunity to ask other men who have had similar challenges or experiences. Now, feedback is only provided from another man's personal experience. The sixth protocol is feelings. So all feelings and emotions are okay. I will show them and own them. If I'm not feeling okay, I will say so. If I'm uncomfortable when another man is distressed, I will not try and rescue him. As I said in last, I think it was the last episode, I find it very um, inspiring when a man is when a man is willing to show his emotion, especially if he's upset and and you know I, I find it is displays a good you know real strength from the man. So feelings of sadness, fear, anger, happiness are all emotions, and all men have the right to them and to own and identify with them. When a man is honest with the group and own their feelings, they can work through them rather than wear a mask and quietly internalising, suppressing and then dumping their feelings onto someone else later on. The seventh protocol is passing. 
So that is, it is okay for me or another man to pass. This will always be respected. So what I mean is all men have a right to share and speak at the level at which they feel comfortable with. It's perfectly okay for a man to pass. Sometimes men will decide to pass and hand the stick on to the next man and inform the group that they will speak later when they can gather their thoughts. It's actually better to say pass rather than put on a mask, resort to banter or use other tactics to hide from what the man might truly be feeling, thinking or whatever they may be currently triggered by. Protocol number eight is presence. So that is, I come here not affected by any mind-altering substances unless these are known to the group. So also at the start of the meeting, one of the facilitators for the night will politely remind men to turn off their phones or put them on silent. This way, it helps men dedicate their undivided attention to the group. And the last protocol is number nine, facilitation. So I give permission to the facilitators to respectfully remind me if I forget any of these protocols. So this especially applies to men when they may go off track a bit and begin to not use the I language, which is easy to do so. The facilitators are great at reminding the men in the group if they are going outside the set protocols. So an example might be they might be tending, tending to give advice unless granted or ensuring that the man with the talking stick is the only man who is speaking at the time. So that's the uh, protocols. And once all the protocols are read out, men raise their hands, look around the room at the other men, all in agreement of the protocols. And then we have the check-in. That's the next part of the uh, meeting. So depending on the number of men in the group, the facilitators determine how much time each man will be allowed to speak. So an example might be three minutes. And then we have two sticks. So we tap, tap the sticks and that's a reminder that it might be three minutes and it's time to wrap up what they're saying. And a double tap of the sticks might be at three and a half minutes when time is up. Now, if some men need to go a bit further and talk a bit longer. That's okay. They just need to let the men know that they just need to finish off saying what they're saying and then as long as they don't go well over time. So the check-in is a safe way for men to talk about their story to the group, especially if a new man or men who attend regularly talk mainly about their past week, talk about What's on their mind? Issues, challenges they may be experiencing. So an example might be relationship issues. What is happening in their life? How life is going? A man can talk about anything. However, there is an emphasis on getting to the emotional content of their experience, not just telling a story. So a story might be, example, you know, I went to the football, rather than the emphasis is, should be on the feeling of that experience. Now, one powerful thing I've seen take place is men who are confused about their sexuality and by attending, attending the group have had the courage and the personal freedom to come out of the gay closet. All men are listened to without judgment, are provided wisdom when asked and explore the tools for handling whatever obstacles they are experiencing in life. When each man has finished talking, he will say, Aho! 
which you hear me say when I finish my podcast each week. This takes place after the man has finished speaking in his allotted time, and it means he's finished speaking and has completed what he has had to say. Now, the group will then acknowledge this by relating the word aho back. Now, this comes from the Native American custom. They then hand the talking stick to the next person who is to speak. Now, after the check-in, there is an opportunity for men who request it to ask for clarification or feedback. Now, this may especially be the case for new men to the group. And if time allows, some men may give direct feedback only when they ask and mention things like, example might be, you know, what you said really resonated with me in this way and I've, you know, I felt like this. Or they might say, you know, I would like to hear more about that. Or I noticed that you became emotional. What was happening inside you? I really admire men who are willing to show their emotion in the group especially if they begin to cry. As I see, as I said before, you know, it's a real sign of strength and they're letting go of the mask. And and then the next part of the meeting, well, we have a break for about 10, 15 minutes and it's halfway point of the meeting. And then, you know, it's simply just having a drink, something to eat, having a chat and connecting with the other men. And then after the break, we get into a process. So... What the process involves is a, it you know, mainly focuses on a particular topic for the night, which is run by a facilitator. So examples are some of the topics I've spoken about each week, such as you know, procrastination, anger, and the drama triangle. Now, if there is a bigger group for the night or new men at the meeting, they are provided the opportunity to go into a back room and go into a, a deeper share with a small group, which is run by one of the more experienced men. Now, this opportunity is also provided for other men in the group who have more to get off their chest and talk about. The processes are great in that they provide great discussions and get the men to explore themselves further. It often involves some sort of activity. So an example might you know, it might be an active listening task and reporting back to the group. I find the process tasks where I get to put my thoughts and feelings onto paper most beneficial, especially the uh, gratitude processes and you know, getting to write down a list of all the things that I'm grateful for or what I'm triggered by. Men then come together towards the end of the night and have a short checkout and talk about in under 30 seconds or so what they are taking away from the night. Then there may be some general information to talk about. So example might be programs coming up, such as the Building Better Fathers program that uh, Complete Men run, or Men's Work Days, or upcoming seminars, or social events, and reminder about donations. So normally it's $10 for a man that is working. Um, you know, if a man isn't working, yeah, it's simply just a gold coin donation. And then we have a buddy system. Now, what this is, is that when new men come to the group, they are asked permission to be enrolled in the group's email list or on the WhatsApp group, which only goes to group members and the telephone list. Now, a buddy is allocated from experienced men in the group to contact new group members in the following weeks. 
And this is just simply a check-in to see how the new men found the group experience and it provides support where required and men will often share their own experience of adapting to the new group experience. And new men are always encouraged, if they can, to attend for at least three weeks to see if it is for them. There's no pressure to keep coming to the meetings. Some men can only make it fortnightly, while others attend more than one group a week. Now, I find that by going on a regular basis, it has allowed me to make changes more rapidly in my life, and I feel more centred and in control. So that's how a session at Complete Men is run. And the online groups are much run the same way with all the protocols and still being read out and adhered to. So that's all for this episode of the Complete Men podcast. The Complete Men Foundation is based here on the Gold Coast and we provide weekly men's groups, online groups and deliver workshops, individual support and programs such as Building Better Fathers for Men to Engage In, as well as related personal growth activities. Now, for any man that is interested in attending, please go to our website, completemen.org.au. References for this episode are on the platform page. I wish you great energy throughout your week. Aho! Aho!